0: The Fantasy Six Pack Hour with your hosts, Joe Bond, ah, you're awful, <laughs> and AJ Applegar. It's Sinshu shu, sin, Chu. It's a mouthful. Alright, alright, welcome to the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, a guest co-host, filling in for AJ, last second here. Definitely appreciate you coming on. Is Davis Pang. What's going on, man?
1: Not much, not much. It's another day, another day in paradise.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all good, man. Um, yeah, definitely appreciate you coming on and uh and filling in for aj and it was very very last second here but uh much appreciated and uh you know we we got a we got a good show a little bit of a fun show here as well we're gonna just uh you know kind of mess around a little bit but um yeah no no thursday game to talk about so let's jump right into it and um yeah let's let's do the the beer of the week first
1: Mm beer
0: Hi man, you are the guest of honor. Uh what you got?
1: I got me a Guinness today. I'm a very simple guy, but I like I just like to stout and it's dark. It has a good flavor to it.
0: Yeah, man. Hey, can't go wrong, man. What you like is what you like. Uh I've never been a huge Guinness fan, but uh, you know, two each of their own, obviously. Uh I am drinking a uh an other half mm-hmm. brewery first anniversary imperial IPA. Uh yeah. I think eight and a half percenter gave this one a solid four and a quarter on untapped. So um, it's definitely got uh you know, a lot of the same flavors that these other have uh, brews have that uh, I've had here many, many times. So uh, cheers, man. Cheers. So, um, before we get on to with it, uh, just want to remind everybody, you know, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, that follow button, you know, give us those ratings, whatever you do, wherever you listen, um, you know, we appreciate the support and, and um, yeah, we appreciate you. Um, so, news and notes, honestly... Man, there wasn't really a lot. Really, the only breaking news to to kind of jump out at me this week was the fact that Zach Wilson has been cleared to return and he is officially the starter for Week 12. So, no more Mike White. Josh Johnson is obviously not the guy. Joe Flacco performed fairly well last week. But you know what? They, the Jets realized they are not going anywhere. And they need to see what Zach Wilson really is all about. Um, so I don't think anybody's rushing out there to start Zach Wilson this week. Uh, but you know, I want to get your your quick thoughts on what you think about Elijah Moore because that's more relevant right now. Of course. And then obviously, when Michael Carter comes back, what we think about Michael Carter.
1: So let's start with let's start with Elijah Moore. So, I think Elijah Moore has potential to just do what he's been doing. You know, getting over the middle. Where he runs good routes, so usually that's kind of enough for him to to get the points. I just don't know if Wilson gets it to him. I think you hold him. You can still hold him for the rest of the season. I, I, I'm a lower him to a flex play, um, and even then, more of a wide receiver three to four until I really see it for Wilson. Because, you know, Corey Davis is still there it, on and off of in injuries, but when he's there, he – Wilson does look his way. And then, as you said before, Michael Carter. Michael Carter has been involved in the pass catching. Um, he's a big part of that offense, you know, averaging, what, over 15 touches, I want to say? And a lot of it was dread receptions. So I'm holding Elijah Moore, but I'm not willing to start him until I see it.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it, it stinks. Um I I really liked Moore and he's been a top five wide receiver in half PPR leagues the last what five weeks,
1: basically since Wilson went out. (laughs) So like is it one dud week against because Corey Davis got all the receptions, I think. Yeah.
0: I mean, but still, like he's been a overall a top five receiver. So like there's something to that, right? And so like you've got to take that into account. The one thing like you think about is like was it the quarterback play or was it Elijah Moore just needing a couple more weeks to really start figuring things out and really getting more involved. And, you know, is it a coaching, you know, philosophy change where they've decided to get him more looks. And so that could continue with Wilson. We don't know. And so I don't know if I'm going as low as I am with, as you with, with, with Moore right away but I am nervous about him. I'm not going to lie. Like Wilson has did not look good. The offense for the jets looked phenomenally better with all of the backup quarterbacks. That tell that tells you something. Yeah. And it's not good for Wilson. Let's be honest.
1: Like, um, uh, yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that's a hundred percent where we're at with him. Like, like I said, I, when I say wide receiver three four, you know that's the category I would put guys like Mooney, Zone. I think I want more, a little bit more than Mooney, just because the QB play could be good if it wasn't Wilson. But you know, like Justin Fields leaving is makes me like Mooney more, right? That's the opposite of right now where Wilson returning makes me want it wants makes me want more or less. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah,
0: I I feel you, I feel you. Um, so what what's your What's your quick thoughts? Like, you know, we we know Michael Carter is going to be out for at least a couple of weeks. So we expect him to return this season at some point. What are your thoughts of him with Wilson back in action next to him?
1: Um, I think he'll be fine. You know, short passes isn't hard for a quarterback to do. I think that was a coaching philosophy, as you were saying to earlier. I think Carter not getting the relevancy in the first five, six weeks Mm -hmm. is due to that more so than anything else yeah that's fair Uh, and i
0: and i totally agree with that actually i um i don't i don't really see there being any way that they don't just keep giving this guy you know giving giving carter the rock you know giving him those little dump off passes that's what that offense has kind of turned into for the most part um you know you know more deep downfield Couple shots like that, but you know those those dink a dunk passes. that Carter has just been money for them, and um, so yeah, I I, tot- I totally agree. Uh, Carter should be fine. He's you know back in RB two most weeks. I would say you know mid RB two most weeks,
1: um, just for volume purposes. So yeah. um, I think I think that's a fair read on that, right? You're just at this point as long as he touches, he'll be relevant. I think that's what yeah. it comes down to.
0: Absolutely. All right, man. So. Let's jump into a little more fun of a topic here, and um, you know it is Thanksgiving week. Um, and oh, you know what? Yeah, I just got reminded of my producer because I suck and AJ's not here. Totally forgot. We didn't ever, we didn't have. I don't know. I just totally forgot. So uh, yeah, before we move on here, got to remind everybody. Um, manscaped guys it's uh this is the real deal stuff man i'm not gonna lie so they you know they were they were kind enough to send us their products i've tested them out um this is their shampoo and conditioner here which is a pretty new product at uh, i think the beginning of this month even um this stuff's good dude it smells great um and i mean really i mean look smells great wife likes it well you know what else can you ask for, guys? That's all we can really ask for out of a hair product, right? Is you know the girls like it. Um, the razor man can't can't lie. I mean, it's super quiet. Even got a little light so you can see what you're doing uh, down there, which is super important, man. You don't you know you don't you don't make an accident down there. That that could be painful, <laughs> and uh, which is exactly why you want these products, right? Because they're meant for that, and your other ones might not be. And so you know you have your little accidents down there. You be paying the price. You will be on the sideline for a little while. Nobody wants that. Question to no, play, right, man? Nobody, nobody, wants that. You know, go on the IR. You know, uh, so looking into this stuff, man. We got our promo code F six P two zero, and the six is the number six. It gives you twenty percent off with free shipping. Uh, you know, with the holidays coming up, you know, you, you can't you can't beat this can't beat this deal, guys. Um, you know, and, and ladies, if you're listening, you know get it for your get it for your guys too, man. You know the holidays are coming up. It's it, you're only going to appreciate it too. So, uh, <laughs> Linda, hit us up with some karaoke. Nah, I'm good. I embarrassed myself enough on that one. Uh, <laughs> we good. Yeah, if you weren't at the expo, you you'll I uh, have to come come back next year. I'm sure we'll uh we'll we'll do that again. Uh, that was that was good times. What's up, Linda? Um, anyway, let's let's move on here to our Got a fun topic for the week, you know, because of Thanksgiving here. And we, AJ and I in the last couple of years have done, you know, our top five Thanksgiving foods. And, you know, we've done that, you know, go back last year. They don't change. They really don't. So moving on to something different. We want to, I wanted to go back and look at some of these like Thanksgiving Day game performances and just, you know. See which ones really stood out to me. And honestly, the very first one, and like all the lists I looked up for me, the very first one that popped up for me, and even my head, was the 2015 Detroit Lions game. And I know it's crazy to think Detroit Lions, I oh man, they're the crazy good performance. I mean, look, they play every year, so obviously they're going to have a few hits you know, here and there. But this game was crazy. Matt Stafford threw for five touchdowns, 337 yards. Three of them went to Megatron for Cal- to Calvin Johnson, obviously. Uh, and I think... If I recall, that actually pushed him over the wide receiver touchdown record for for number of touchdowns on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I think it put him in like nine or ten, I want to believe. Um, but that's a, like that game. Like as soon as I was thinking about this, I went. I was thinking about that game specifically. But you know, I did my research and looked at some other games, and that still was one of the you know, like still one of the best and one of the ones I remember i must have had calvin johnson or stafford or something which is why i remember this so much but um do you have any games that stand out f- to you oh
1: man um for me it's same year it's going to be the 2015 cowboys versus the panthers the year the panthers went to the super bowl luke Keekley had that two touchdown, that two interceptions one for a touchdown and I, th- I think I want to say the second one was just a regular pick against Tony Romo. And the way he did it, I remember he like he just got back from injury, and I'm like, oh, cool, we're going to see Lukiku. We're going to see Luke you know, I'm a big fan of him. And he just showed everybody, like, oh, yeah, I'm still the greatest, you know. And he gets two picks on Romo on the year that Romo was doing fine. I think he kept him under, like, 180 yards or something ridiculous. For Romo, that's, like, hard to do. So I specifically remember that game. Um, that was the year they went to the Super Bowl, and, Keith, he played the lights out. That I mean, defense, that defense was, was nasty, dude. They had Charles Tillman on it. All these guys. Yeah, and it was just fire. That,
0: that's yeah. Crazy. I do I do remember that game actually. Like, yeah, the, the Carolina defense that year was was nasty. They were they were so good. Um. So that was it for me as far as like the most memorable memorable performances. I mean, you can, you can talk about you know like Barry Sanders games. Obviously, those were just yeah. always highlight games, right? Those were fun to watch. Um, and. The other game I kind of remember was uh, Randy Moss's three touchdown game. Three catches, like a hundred eighty, bu- one hundred eighty yards, and three touchdowns. Like it was just crazy. Him and Culpepper just like, bye. Just every play was just deep down the field, and he just like burned people. Um, I think there was a uh, like obviously a couple Brett Far like there was a Brett Favre game against Dallas that kind of calls out to me where Brett Favre like. Uh, Through for four touchdowns, something like that. So that's another crazy one. That was like early '90s, but you know, yeah, so I'm going, really I'm going pretty far back here. Yeah. So I was trying to keep it a little more relevant and a little more recent with something that you know maybe more of the listeners would remember about with Stafford and and, and Megatron here. But uh, I do want to mention some of these other games here that that I, I wrote down here, and they're not so much like fantasy worthy, but they're just sort of unforgettable. Games slash plays slash moments in history of football that will never be forgotten. We see we see these highlights time and time again. The first one is the Leon Let Snow Game Field Goal Tip debacle, man. Like end oh, yeah. of the game. They're playing Miami. They should have never they should have they shouldn't have lost this game. They they blocked the game winning field goal or something like that. I forget exactly all the details, but I just remember like they blocked the game, the field goal and snow game, right? The ball actually went past the line of scrimmage. So at that point, defense just don't touch the ball. Right. And. Uh... <laughs> uh, I, I, all I hear me. about
1: this game uh, later on and just they call it all sorts of things. Like the Leon let like moment the Leon let like screw up. Like his name is attached to it. Like <laughs> <laughs> he, he went, went out and
0: went out tried to go like scoop the ball up. and then like, because it was snowy and I mean, there was a ton of snow on the ground. he like, you know, he fumbled the ball and then Miami was able to go and recover it even closer. And I think they ended up winning the game. Um, it was just crazy. Uh, it was just a total screw up. Um, yeah, can never forget this one, man. That. That's the impressive. next, the next one, which is I think a play nobody will ever forget, is the butt fumble. I actually forgot that this happened on Thanksgiving. I'm not gonna lie. Until I, I was too. looking up some lists, apparently this happened on Thanksgiving. So that is hilarious. Um, I was glad that it did just because I get to say butt fumble on uh, air. <laughs> Because I'm, you know, I'm totally mature. See, uh, and there
1: it is. Like, it doesn't say Mark Sanchez's butt fumble. You know, as I said, that's why let just feels so embarrassing because his name is attached to it. But yeah, but the butt fumble's bad. Because it's so bad. That ruined his career, I think. I think that was the moment, like, <laughs> that Mark Sanchez's career went, like, downhill.
0: Are we sure that ruined his career? I'm pretty sure a lot more ruined his career I mean, career I think that, that was,
1: like, the moment <laughs> you started to see it, like, really go down. <laughs>
0: Mark Sanchez was... Was already on the down the downfall of his career. Um, it was it was not good. Um, yeah, and I'm looking up that Dallas Miami game. They ended up winning 16 to 14 thanks to that. Um, yeah, the Mark Sanchez butt fumble blunder of New York Jets. I mean, they were getting absolutely smashed in that game. It didn't matter. They're playing New England, uh, but I mean, that game that that one play is just embarrassing to no end. And then. The last one, which actually changed coin tosses forever, I feel like, is Detroit Lions and the Steelers. Um, they they flipped the coin in overtime, and Jerome Bettis called tails. It came up tails, but for some weird reason, the ref called heads. Because you know, remember back then, like you called it in the air, yeah. and so he said tails. ref said heads. It he landed on tails, and Jerome Bettis is like, "Uh, what, what? I said tails." <laughs> Detroit goes down, and this is when the first possession was sudden death. They kicked a the field goal, and win the game. <laughs> like, oh no! I mean, you can't make this stuff up, man. It's just nuts. Uh, so yeah, now now they make you call it before the coin is actually in the air, so like everybody agrees that that's what it's doing here. Um, yeah, <laughs> Dave, Lion uh, Lion talk. That's why I tuned in. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> We got your Thanksgiving game talk. But we, you're good, Dave. Uh, the one time you'll listen to some some Detroit Lions talk, I hear, and he's he's calling you out here on a, doing the live stream in the middle of the hey. <laughs> I love this fucking yeah. background. I the always, background I always, is always hilarious, back that. man. That is that is nice. I like that. Um, all right, so. That was just kind of a fun <laughs> segment I wanted to do. Just you know, in honor of Thanksgiving, you gotta do something a little fun. You know, have a little laughs here and just you know, remember all the good times we've had here, um, over the years on Thanksgiving. Because you know, what do we do on Thanksgiving? We eat a lot. We watch a lot of football. That's what I do. Tradition. So, all right, man. Um, yeah. So our next segment here that we want to get into, guys, is you know playoffs. Playoffs are coming up, and you know you're you're either set for playoffs like you're pretty locked in and so trade deadlines are coming around too and davis perfect co uh guest co-host does our trade talk article on fantasy six pack so perfect person to talk to here about this as well so you know you're either set for the playoffs and and you can make some trades uh to set yourself up in better position to perform at, well in the playoffs or, you know, you might need a little help to get into the playoffs So maybe you need to make a trade to kind of get you in there and then just hope that everything kind of breaks for you once you get there, which, does, hey, it does happen. Um So with that said, we wanted to look at kind of the, the strength of schedule from here on out. We're going to focus on the playoffs mostly, but we're going to look at kind of everything all around here as well. So starting with quarterbacks, Davis, is there a team that you see right mm-hmm. off the bat, you know, that, that you're going like, I want to somehow go acquire this quarterback, you know, let's knock out, you know, the, the Staffords and the, you know, the, the, guy other that quarterbacks. You know, the guys that like, it's going to be almost impossible to trade for. Um, let's go after maybe somebody who it's a, uh, possible to acquire i guess i should say
1: no i i yeah i see what you mean you know if jalen hurts wasn't on fire i would probably go on jalen hurts obviously he's performing just in a stupid amount a stupid manner right now like that's really really good um for quarterback i mean most of the guys that are playing at this point are not injured and they're gonna have a decent schedule i if you can and this is going to be tough i would probably considered kyler murray at this point just because he's missed so many games and i could see the owner or the sorry the manager for that team just going like i i i need to do something i need to, i need to get value on kyler because i'm not getting it now well and they and, have a bye week this
0: week too so yeah, like if so that, then, and if that and manager go- is like desperate and they need some wins maybe you can go grab a kyler on the cheap just because they need some wins
1: I don't like their finals games, but he does have Detroit and in Indy. You know, week fifteen, week sixteen. I, I think you gotta that's get to the really finals sometimes, to. You know, so yeah, yeah that, then that You got to make it first, right? So, and then you get Dallas. And Whether depending on which Dallas shows up, the shootout Dallas or the non shootout Dallas, you might get a really good game out of Kyler. And I think you could actually make a trade from bye week injury, 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 so that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So I would say Kyler is someone I'm looking at right now. Other than that, there's willing really not too much because, you know, you're not getting Stafford, you're not getting Jalen Hurts off people. You're not getting Tom Brady off somebody at this late in the season. Though.
0: No, I agree. Um You know, somebody who you might, you might be looking at like, eh, I don't know if I really want them. And call me crazy is Josh Allen. He's got a rough playoff schedule, man. If unless you can get to week 17 with him, but you got to go through Carolina and New England to get there.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's got New England next week. So it's not an easy road for him. It's uh, rough. So like I don't again. like the Buffalo schedule and like honestly, if you you know, you can still get top dollar for Josh Allen even though he's had a couple bad weeks here. Um, you know, two out of the last three weeks. I still think people are going to respect the fact that, you know, this team, all they want to do is pass. And Josh Allen is still considered one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, So that's just a guy who, you know, I think like, you know, if you could like he could be a guy where you could like package him and get, you know, Kyler and somebody possibly, you know, throw throw Allen at the Kyler Owner, you know, and the counter manager, and say, you know, here, I'll take this, take my chances with a bye week player, you know, for for a week. You know, say you can go out and get a, I don't know, if Cam's out there somehow, like, sure, go ahead, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I think
1: Wentz could be up there. You know, Wentz has been Uh, fucking.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, there's guys you can throw in every single week that are going to be fine. Um, so that that's a, that's one where I was looking at the schedule and being like, "Ooh, Buffalo's schedule is pretty rough, and uh, it's not it's not one where I'm loving the fact that you know they they've got all these really tough matchups here, and they've been struggling on top of it. So like that doesn't make me feel good. Um, as far as the rest of the quarterbacks, you know, I'm kind of with you. Like they're all just sort of like." there's one good game here, there's one bad game here, there's another good game here. It's like, they're kind of all mixed and all sort of the same. So, like, you're just going to have to trust your guys for the most part, I feel like, with the quarterbacks.
1: And then, you know, to top it off, the QB play itself has not been great, right? Like, you can't trust Jacksonville. Like, you're not trusting Houston.
0: There's just, no. like, a
1: lot of, like, these, you know, rookie QBs coming in and injuries, to top it off, they have derailed teams. You know, Washington football team got derailed because now they have Heineke. Uh, Stafford hasn't been playing consistent. It's like, are you playing Jared Goff? You know, like that kind of stuff. It's it's bad. So there's really only a handful of guys that I would say trade for him. I'm on the same boat of trading away Josh Allen as much as I'm trying to get Josh Allen, right? Like, <laughs> so like
0: it is sort of hit or miss because you know you know he can do it,
1: like yeah, even then, against even against the best. And now I, that I
0: was, like, Buffalo sorry,
1: isn't even in the lead anymore for the division, like they have to play like knockout football. They have to play well.
0: Yeah, and and actually, um, our producer Mike Laplante just mentioned Aaron Rodgers, and now I'm looking at it a little bit closer. Actually, does have a pretty favorable, uh, pretty much entire rest of the season. Um, You know, maybe outside of the Rams this week, which is, I mean, hit or miss honestly with the Rams lately. So who knows what you're getting from them? But uh, you know, you're talking playoff time here for fantasy. You're getting. Getting Baltimore, which has been lit up. You know, they're on a lot of yards. Getting Cleveland, who is bitten up been beat, been beaten up here in in the passing game. Get Minnesota. And then Detroit, shockingly, is like their worst. But that's week eighteen, so you don't care. Um but you know, week fifteen through seventeen, it's it's all it's three pretty good um three pretty good matchups. And and as Mike said, Mike I want to say, man, you know, they're fighting for the first seed, man. I don't see your thunder, but, uh, go
1: <clears> Dallas also Dallas is a team that has a somewhat decent schedule. Just doc. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he
0: gets week 14 against Washington. Um, so to Giants, get you in the playoffs Washington. for sure. Giants Washington. can be beat up even though like they weirdly have a good against quarterback, um, uh, score. I guess maybe it's just because teams are running on them. They get up so big. They just run on them, but and he gets Washington game, then he gets Arizona. The Arizona one is kind of scares you at the very end, but yeah, again, you got to get that, and then anything can happen, you know, type of thing. So, I, I don't, I, that was another one I was going to look at before I Mike did, mentioned.
1: I didn't want to, you know, jinx it by actually saying it, so I wanted you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> the Packers
0: fan in you, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, there there's some other quarterbacks that have very favorable schedules, but you don't want them. So, I would
1: say last but not least, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has been playing above average. He has a very middle of the road schedule. I would say like I just it's all games that could shoot positively for him, but you just have to worry about which Kirk Cousins shows up every week.
0: Right. I was gonna say you had to worry about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Pretty much is what well, that comes I,
1: down to. I mean, considering there's like a ton of really bad quarterbacks right now, bad quarterback play. Cousins hasn't been one of those, weirdly enough. So he's, it's not the worst. And he's buyable. Like you could actually buy him.
0: I, I, oh yeah, absolutely. You might be able to steal him off the waiver in a few leagues. I bet. I wouldn't be totally shocked if he's out there somewhere. All right, let's move over here to running backs, which is obviously a very important conversation. The running back position has been decimated by injuries and then some. Um, right off the bat here, I'm looking at like a Zeke. You know, if he can get healthy and you can get him into the playoffs here, um, he's got a very favorable schedule. He's got Washington, got the Giants, who, you know, I mentioned actually did have a favorable pass against, against the pass score, but against the run, it's not good. Uh, then they get Washington again. Then they get Arizona at the end, which, you know, Arizona can be run on. Uh, so that's week 14, 15, 16, 17. Um, so zeke zeke a guy who like you know he might have a down week here because he's dealing with like a little bit of knee and knee injury right now so you might be able to buy him pretty cheap here um especially after like this thursday game you know if he doesn't have if he has a down game you might be able to to buy him for the cheap and, and just hope he gets right and then you know he
1: could have a a he could roll through the playoffs for you yeah, I think that's probably one of the better ones. Uh, Tony Pollard scares me, and the health issue is kind of a thing. For Zeke, I was looking more towards uh, my maybe getting Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon if you can. They have a decent schedule, you know. As we said before, the teams they're facing off aren't the greatest against the run. You're gonna have to play the if outside of Baltimore. Near- that's the one. Yeah, but yeah, Cleveland, Minnesota, it's not the worst. Aaron Jones, if he comes back to this team, which as you know, Mike pointed out, they have to win the division. They're going to go for the NFC. Uh, sorry, they're going to try to win the NFC. They're going to need Jones to do it. And now that they just dropped the game to Minnesota, like it's probably likely that Jones comes back quicker to go and help them do that. If, if you know, if the stars align correctly for it, I think it could happen. Um, you know, obviously Detroit. I mean, DeAndre Swift is the, the entire offense for that team, and they have a good schedule coming up. I don't think the Swift owner, Swift manager will trade him, but I think Jones is one of those guys that's actually reachable at this point in time.
0: Yeah, I. The thing that makes me nervous about Jones is like he honestly wasn't really performing up to Jones levels even before the injury, and so like, what what are you gonna have to give up to get him? Possibly knowing that you know he's back in probably what a what a week or two at this point. Um, what do you have to give up to get him? And then what are you getting in return? Like you know, he you could be looking at, you know, what, middle R B two range? That's Yeah. Kinda of what he was. Like it wasn't great for him. So I I don't know. Like I, I I see what you're saying, but it's it does kind of scare me to take him. Um you know, I'm scrolling down here and I'm looking like Antonio Gibson has a monster good schedule, but he makes me so nervous with that shin injury. But man, he's been balling out the last couple of weeks. Maybe he's feeling a little bit better somehow, some way with that shin injury. But look, if if you want to take that chance on Antonio Gibson, I would not fault you for it. I do not think you're going to have, you should not have to pay high, like super high price for him. Um, granted the last couple of weeks, maybe doesn't help you, but like he gets Philly, Dallas, Philly in the playoffs. Philly's run defense is atrocious. So like, there you go. Um, that's one that I think you could, you could look at. And then your boys, man, your Denver boys, man, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, Cincy oh Vegas chargers, man, three of the worst run defense in the league.
1: Like, not even I would even say that the Kansas City is not even as good as, you know, their super scores to be. Yeah, but that's week eighteen, so we don't care about that one. Yeah. So Denver is pretty solid. I think it's a good choice too. But it's just a pain in the butt to like who's gonna do what. I would take Melvin Gordon first, um, before I got Javante and I guess bias this aside. It's just because he gets the first looks at the end zone. So I would I could I could see that. Um I also like David Montgomery from Chicago. Like, I feel like he's really viable at the moment and his schedule is pretty easy too. And even if they're in a losing game, you know, they're just going to run the ball 20 plus times with him at least 15 plus times.
0: They kind of, I mean, they kind of have to, because the passing attack really really isn't there. Um, You know, I know they kind of blew up last week once Dalton got in the game, but I I don't think that's something we're going to be able to rely on week in and week out, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, no, I, I like that one a lot too. That's a that's a great one there. Um, who are some guys that maybe you're looking at that you're just going like, you you need to somehow get rid of this guy, you know, and maybe be able to swap him
1: for one of these other backs in instead that we I were mean, just talking about. Right now, Miles Gaskin is someone that's kind of popping off. People are kind of like, they're you know, the running joke is he's good every other week. I think Gaskin is going to slowly kind of get back to that. He's not going to be great, right? Um, He has like two solid games. Like he gets week 15 against the Jets. Mm -hmm. Then he gets New Orleans and then Tennessee. And I'm just like, "Eh, do I really want that? Like, I think I'd want somebody else. I think I would rather have Dave Montgomery. I think I'd rather have maybe even Miles Sanders if they're running the ball more. Those kind of guys I think interest me a little bit more than Miles Gaskin. And I think there's somebody in your league that will like it because of the PPR portion of the game. We just don't know what Miami does. Now that they added Philip yeah, to Phillip like, yeah, what's going one, on? Who that knows? one's tough to me. You know, one that
0: might be a little more controversial. Um, what do you think about getting rid of Najee Harris who gets Tennessee? And then I know you're talking about how Kansas city, maybe not as good as you know, everybody thinks, but like, like they're, they're still just not getting run on. Um, and Cleveland, like, yeah, they're, they're bad. But, I mean, they've been able to shut down some run game, too, here and there. So, I'm not sure I'm really loving Najee Harris, you know, at his, at his price point. Like, you might be able to go out and swap him out for, like, a Zeke real quick. And, like, you might be able to get another piece back for that as well. Because Harris has
1: been great this season most of the time. Funny enough, two weeks ago I made the trade to trade Zeke for Harris. I even wrote the article for trading Zeke away. (laughs) But the reason I did that is because of the sharing between Pollard uh, or Tony Pollard and Harris doesn't share, and I think that's fine. I would rather have that guy that doesn't share. You know, Big Ben needs to go short and quick, and you know who's there? Like Najee's there to catch, you know, five passes a game. So even his worst games without a touchdown have been pretty reliable i will say that naji doesn't have that top end that zeke could get like two touchdowns mm-hmm. kind of thing or Chris mc those kind of guys but if you're really looking for that borderline rb1 i think harris fits it well schedule or not i think he gets you know the touches is just all that matters at that point from because it's it's nice it's 15 to 20 touches with of a lot of receptions and it's it's not going to win you the the game. I don't think it's going to win, and I think that's what you're getting at, Joe. It's like I want to get the guy that'll win me the season. So it makes sense,
0: right? You're gonna you're gonna need that upside play. You're gonna need that. Maybe you know, maybe you swap him out for like a David Montgomery who's gonna get rolling. Like you, he's only been back what two weeks, and you know he's gonna get he's gonna get rolling. And I mean his like you said, his schedule is so good during the playoffs. And so like, you know, you could swap him for like a Montgomery and maybe pick up a receiver on the on the back end as well. Um I feel like you could sell you could sell Harris for a lot right now and get arguably better players back for your playoff run. You
1: could probably even get Joe Mixon someone that has been
0: seeing a lot more enzo. I don't I feel like the people who drafted Joe Mixon loved Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I <laughs> say that because last week, Adam Stark, new writer for Fantasy six back I his, his article is going to drop tomorrow. Uh, NFL futures. Um, he was on this show last week and he talked about Joe Mixon and I was like, uh, I can't do it with him, man. I know he's going well, but like, I, I just, I, I got so in the, he's in my doghouse, man. Like I, I had him for multiple years and was like, I'm never drafting. I, I, I say I'm never going to do that, but I did with Joe Mixon. And yeah. he's
1: burned me this year, big time. So, but, Mixon's uh, the opposite of Harris, you know, where he doesn't get receptions. And that's why I'm like, you could. But you know who sees the end zone is Joe Mixon. So, Joe he's Mixon the opposite of Harris.
0: balling out, man. And I don't, yeah. I don't know how to, like...
1: I mean, I, it's because I, Joe Burrow's playing worse. It's really what it comes down to. Burrow's yeah. playing a lot worse. So, Mixon's getting a lot more love. And if you think that trend continue, like, continues, like, you know, Mixon could be your guy. And the thing is, you could probably get... No one likes Joe Mixon really. Like I, I love him, but I don't like him. <laughs> right, like, no, if you heard of Adam last week,
0: yeah. there are Joe Mixon truthers still well, out I, there, man. They
1: love this guy,
0: but look, I mean, you're gonna look at this. How are you gonna How are you gonna buy a Joe Mixon after he just got thirty carries last week? No one's selling you that.
1: I think we can. I think people will will because you just get. You but know, not you're for cheap. But not yeah. for cheap. I think not like using that that realm.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That yeah. I mean, that could be like a one for one swap if you just feel good for
1: it. I guess, yeah. but um anyway. He doesn't have receptions uh, either. That's always a problem. Yeah. Mm, he's been
0: okay in the reception category. <laughs> not, I mean, they've got three, you know, good receivers, so it's exactly. hard hard to rely on him for that. But I mean, he's been. What's his been reception total here? I'm trying to look. I'm, uh, I want to say
1: it's pretty low in comparison to what I thought he was. Gonna I mean, play. in the
0: beginning of the season, was like one for the first five games, and then he had five, zero, four, five, and then of course zero.
1: But right, like it's yeah, it's not there. I think Harris has at least three to five a game or whatever it may be.
0: Oh, and then, of course that was a
1: one game. He got like nineteen. I feel or which crazy I number it was knew that it was a like, yeah. So he's, he's never gonna get repeated. Yeah. So he's a uh, four one, 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 five, zero, four, five, zero. That's, that's yeah. mixed things like thing. So you're more likely to see one or five. <laughs>
0: but, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look down here after like the studs. Cause like those guys, regardless of who, you know, what we think they're going to be hard to trade for. People aren't just going to be like, Oh yeah, sure. You know, I'll, uh, that makes perfect well, sense to me. Anybody like down the chain here in, in the ranks where you're like, yeah, I mean, they could possibly, like, you can get them super cheap.
1: What are some of these guys like? You know, they're just
0: going to come on. Like, who's that? Who's going
1: to be that guy? I just wrote about him and and I, I made a joke. Like, I wrote about a guy that didn't play. Elijah Mitchell is somebody I think you could trade for. I think right now, since he missed the game, you know, everyone's always afraid of the 49ers. Oh, they're you not know, the 49ers, always share, always do this, <laughs> always, they're always doing do. that. But we just watched what happened this last week against Jacksonville. You're not Jacksonville getting mentioned from me. Teams. Yeah. I, nope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. They they did nothing. They had to rely on Debo Samuel running the ball eight times. And then before someone says, Well, weren't they like uh jet sweeps? No, they were actual running plays. <laughs> they were. They were straight up like they were they were from the backfield handoffs running outside to the left, like or up the middle. Like they were giving Debo Samuel so many touches because the other two couldn't get it done. And you know, Kyle Shanahan's gonna sit there and go no, I don't want these guys. (laughs) I I need Elijah back because Elijah is doing it. Yeah. So he has a somewhat decent schedule. And then, you know, yeah, you end up with, you know, Houston at week 17, get the Titans, which, you know, who knows what Titans defense shows up, but you get Cincinnati, you get Atlanta, like sign me up. Sign me up for Elijah Mitchell, who, who someone probably got off the waivers. So he, he, they're not attached to it. And all these guys, injury prone, all that kind of stuff. I'm fine with it. I would trade for him
0: yeah I, I i keep trying to like look lower than that and man it's so brutal i wonder if like call me crazy like you might be able to go mm-hmm. out and get like latavius murray for dirt cheap and say he takes over that backfield like it's just a, <laughs> it's, a it's like a dart throw type of play
1: um, um you don't have to give up a lot for him in my you opinion may not have to trade for this guy but if dj dallas performs again I think DJ Dallas could be the guy you could have. I mean Alex Collins has not been doing it.
0: No, you know, Alex Collins absolutely is, terrible.
1: Is, he's he's awful. Um,
0: um well, it days, Andy, but it's not gonna work. Back.
1: <laughs> does Cream hunt come, come back at all? I haven't paid attention to him to be honest. He should be he's eligible. I think I think they expect him to come back this week. You could go for Cream Hunt. He, you know he's gonna get that pass catching. Baker Mayfield needs another pass catcher. Like
0: I think anybody that uh, held on to Cream Hunt this long is probably not giving him up. Let's be. They're honest. probably not even paying attention to their lineup
1: anymore because they're probably losing at this point if they held on to Cream Hunt this yeah.
0: long. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would imagine. IR, in
1: this yeah, day IR. of age, there, there's irs in
0: almost every league. I have one guy who hits me up on Twitter all the time, and he's like, "Oh, we have no ir slots," and I'm like. <laughs> you need a new league especially with COVID how do you how do you deal with that crap dude like there's no way that sucks you get burned by that
1: too much the fall off is too huge it goes from guys being relevant to like there's a lot of non-running back relevant teams right now Buffalo um, Raiders are non-relevant Titans are non-relevant at this point I mean I half
0: recommended in my way in the waiver wire article I wrote this week uh in place of Jonathan Chan uh I was like look There are desperate running back teams out there. I know there are. I'm in a few of those positions myself. Why not? Take a chance on Matt Breida. Like, if you're that desperate, can it be any worse?
1: Matt Breida's been
0: outperforming Moss and Singletary with less touches. (laughs) It's just been like, what? Okay. Eventually, they got to realize they just got to get the ball to Matt Breida more, you would think. But who knows? Uh, I mean, yeah, so he's a guy out there for sure. I mean, their schedule's not great in the playoffs. Carolina, then New England, then Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta's fine, but if you're relying on Matt Brady, you're probably not getting there. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's tough, man, with the with the running point backs. Point. But let's jump into some receivers. Let's move over here. Um, obviously, nobody's trading Coop, uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, nobody's trading Adams or Hill or, you know, even Debo at this point. Nobody's trading these guys, right? Um I want to get your thoughts on somebody like a DK Metcalf, who has the upside, and we know he does, but Russ Wilson looks awful right now. What do
1: you do with this guy? Are you a seller or are you a buyer? Oh, my God. You know what's funny? Uh, I was doing the trade targets this week, and DK Metcalf was supposed to be my third buy low. He was supposed to be my third buy low, and I was sitting there like trying to write it up and i kept thinking i was when i watched the game i was like dk looks absolutely annoyed to be on the field he's given up on plays and russ looks bad and i think the combination of the russ two is, is not
0: missing bad. throws man they're like he's in missing the third throws. it's bad i don't know what's going on uh, kudos DK them. also
1: just has not been good he hasn't he's been having a kind of an attitude problem you know he got ejected that yeah. one game he almost got ejected the other game i he could perform but I feel like people that are that have DK don't want to give them up for something, because they're holding out hope, or they're not going to give it to you for a fair price. DK is just over; is always going to be overly inflated, and I, and I, that's what I think he is. That's why it was hard for me to add it to a buy low because I just don't see people willing to trade him. Like you have to give him yeah. like a Terry McLaurin level kind of guy to get it, and I'm like, I have to just have Terry then.
0: So I randomly and we debated this on the fantasy uh, Six Pack Slack channel. This trade I made a couple of weeks ago. So I had like five healthy pretty good running backs um with with CMC and Henderson like I had Michael Carter who of course got hurt I had Patterson and I think the other one uh anyway but my receivers because Antonio Brown's hurt my receivers are sort of were sort of met after Jefferson and uh, who's my other one um uh I, I, anyway, I have, a, I have a Deontay Johnson, right? So I had Jeff, Jefferson and Deontay Johnson. But my third receiver for weeks now had been Julio Jones, which was always in or out of the lineup that I'm putting in like total garbage, and not that Julio was any better than total garbage at this point. So I was like, Antonio Brown. I have no idea when he's coming back. He could come back in week 14. At that point, I could be out of the playoffs because I can't get there. Yeah. I'm sort of like on the downswing. So I was like, okay, fine. Reach out to the guy who's sort of like. He had no running backs and I'm like, okay, he had Devonte Adams and DK. And I said, look, I'll give you Julio and Patterson for DK. And he was like, well, alright, fine. I mean, DK's been one of my best guys, but I need running backs, and Julio's not too bad. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of an even deal. Granted, right away, it was an awful trade for him because Julio goes on the IR like the day after, then Patterson gets hurt on that first Sunday, and I was like, oh, man, I feel horrible. But DK's done like nothing, so it's sort of a wash trade. (laughs) I'm like, I don't even know what to think about that trade. It just sort of sucks. But So I ended up trading for DK, but you know, again, I was just sort of hoping like Russ was coming back and he'd be better. Like, I just, I'm still holding on hope that like Russell figure it out, but I don't I mean, know what's going on with this team. The
1: schedule is great. You know, you got the schedule's was fantastic. You guys see week 14 coming to their Rams. And I don't Chicago, care if Detroit like, looks like they're a good team yeah. against receivers or not. No. Come on. I he just needs four catches generally um, to make his money. And I think Russell bounced back. So it's not a terrible. And that's what I wanted to write about was like, his schedule is great. Russ is pretty good. But I've noticed that second half season Russ hasn't been so good. So I was like, you know, I'm going to just temper expectations. And I'm just, I can write about somebody else. You <laughs> know, I'm write about somebody else. Let's go write about Michael Pittman. You know,
0: yeah. I like feel yeah, yeah. So. What okay so who is a who okay so we talked a lot about DK right there just because it was sort of an interest to me more so than anything but it was it was it actually probably is an interest to a lot of people really yeah. but who's a guy here that you're looking at going like I want to figure out how to get him I mean I outside a of, of the obvious
1: like five or six I I'd write about this guy more than I should but Marquise Brown is always in this writing zone for me I. I feel like people don't respect him enough. You always hear about the Rashad Bateman and the Mark Andrews talk before you hear about Marquise Brown. I think yeah. Brown is a guy that you could definitely target. Um, especially if him quote unquote banged up, which is a thigh problem. So I I feel like those injuries are never that bad in comparison to like ankles and stuff like that. He still gets the most targets on his team. He got the last game he played, he had thirteen targets. That's five more than the other two receivers. He gets great separation and he's a boomer bust, right? He's he is either a 50 yard guy or 120 yard and a touchdown guy. And I think those are the kind of guys you want, you know, the schedule isn't the most favorable, but it's not terrible, right? You get green Bay, Cincinnati, and the Rams, like games that all three could go into shootout mode and like mm-hmm. who benefits. And the answer is like that entire receiving core. So Brown is still the most targeted person on that team. And people will kind of forget about that because he doesn't make that many catches, but. He's getting about 50% of his catches or more, and he's going to be relevant. So, you know, I target Brown, and he may be quote unquote high up there because he is finishing pretty well, but I don't mm-hmm. think his name value is good. People are looking to get rid of him because they're afraid of Rashad Bateman. They're afraid of Lamar running the ball in. They're yeah. afraid of Mark Andrews, that kind of stuff. Like, sign me up. Like, sign me up on a high level guy that isn't being viewed high level. I.
0: Call me crazy, but I want—I actually want to go trade for Antonio Brown.
1: Is he Somebody who—if yes.
0: anybody has him sitting in their IR spot, they're probably just being like, you know what? I have no idea when this guy's coming back. And I, you know, I actually just saw my phone; I was reading it. Um, they're saying, you know, he could come back next week is when they expect it. But I mean, at that point, like, who knows? Um, but like, I mean, like, if he does come back, he gets New Orleans in Week 15. Who, outside of Lattimore, is letting up all? Ton of points to the receivers. Carolina in week sixteen, not great, but then he gets to the Jets in seventeen. I mean, that could be a monster game for him. And I know it's kind of hard to trust, you know, whichever Tampa Bay receiver when all three are healthy, but I mean, Antonio Brown is just he's been clicking with with Brady every he time he's that. on the field. So um I you know I as you've mentioned numerous times as we've been going through this segment here in that you want to go after these guys that maybe people are just kind of forgetting about like a Kareem hunt, like, Oh, these, they've just been sort of like forgotten about stashed to the bottom of a bench or on the IR. And it's like, yeah, sure. I'll just give them up just to give them up and move on, you know, get somebody healthy.
1: Um, you could easily do that. Um, uh, so another one is Darlene Shepherd, which is weird for me to bring him up. But if he ever returns, <laughs>
0: the one time we're going to talk good about it, man, it's totally not an A.J. show. Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> the, usually the he returns, you know, <laughs> week 15, you get Dallas, Philly and Chicago. And yeah, Shepherd catches it over in the middle. He gets he gets peppered. I mean, he, there's nobody else on that team that gets peppered like he does, he, even while he's been gone
0: that's true. I mean, Tony saw a lot of targets this past week, but it didn't really amount to four. much.
1: It didn't seem that much. Like he only got four. I feel like every time I looked up, he was catching the ball. <laughs> no, it was weird. Like, I, I don't – because I'm a Tony guy myself, but I, I I, don't want him if Shepard comes back. I think Shepard is, like, the only fantasy other player. Oh, he caught the- set. Tony caught seven passes. Did he this really? Week. seven he
0: for forty. It oh, wasn't. Oh, it was. it did, like I said, it didn't amount to much. But he caught about. He had twelve okay, targets. That's what I mean, it was. Right. It was an enormous target share for Tony. The, Tony oh yeah, year. you're right. It was the um, week before he got
1: nothing. He got yeah, one. yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: I'll tell you, man. If you can somehow like, because Waddle, I know Waddle's been good, but I want more Waddle, especially with a week fourteen buy. By the way. Yeah, that's a that, selling point. Like if. If somebody's like on that teetering point and you're like, look, you need the win, man. Week 14 could kill you because you're going to be missing Waddle. I'll give you so and so for Waddle, you you know, and we'll be good. Um, the Miami playoff schedule could not set up any better. Jets, Saints, Tennessee against the pass, 29, 30, and
1: 27. I, not uh, good. Jets so, wrote about Waddle, too, I believe. Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, love that. I like Waddle. He's a low. Yard. He's, you know, if you're in standard, I would avoid him. But if you're in, PPR, of course, PPR, PPR. Like, you 100%. Take him. He's, he's getting, he set the record for lowest uh, yardage per catch in a game or something like that. Like, it was like 11 catches for 50 yards, something like ridiculous. Cause Miami yeah. is just giving him high looks. And you know, I'll take, you know, Walmart James Crowder numbers because that's amazing. I'll take 11 for 50 because that's 16 points.
0: <laughs> can I can I ask you a crazy scenario question? Would you trade Jamar Chase for a bottle?
1: I would not because um, I, I think I, you can get more out of him. Well, right. But so
0: I, I see your point. Yeah. But I think that would be the start of a package trade for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I know the, the – I'm trading Jamar Chase right now. I, yes. I know the Bengals – You know, playoff schedule sets up pretty nice, but Chase has not been anywhere close to what he was early in the season. That was an amazing start.
1: Um, He was my so-high target um, this week, weirdly enough, and I felt kind of dirty writing it because I get a lot of crap because I (laughs) I was a Chase hater coming into the season. But he's been salvaged by his touchdowns. So unless you're in a standard league, I'm moving on. He's had like he's had like three or four blow up weeks and then yeah
0: um the touchdowns obviously have saved him early on even this past week has saved him three for 32 and a touch that was it i mean that was it other than that like weeks
1: have been pretty bad yeah i would trade chase you know if i get Waddle and a friend or if i can find a way to get You know, maybe someone that's looking to sell Keenan Allen. I know people don't respect Keenan Allen. I I see Keenan Allen get shopped around in a lot of leagues.
0: Keenan Allen's tough, man. Like, he's still not scoring. The yardage really isn't
1: there. The target's... The yardage is there. He had 100 yards this past week. He's had a lot of yards. He did.
0: Yeah, I just... But if you're going to... He needs to score. I mean, look, full PPR... He's killing. Kill last three, he's, four games. Last four him. games
1: is seventy yards or more on six catches or more.
0: Yeah, I he's feel you. Like on good. full PPR leagues, I I feel you. Like that that works. one hundred percent. I one last guy I want to ask for receivers is, is Brandon Ayuk, and I know we talked about Debo uh, and how you know he's being used. Ayuk's arrow is pointing straight up, in my opinion. He's had you know two out of the last three games have been really, really good for him. Um, what do you think about maybe, maybe mm-hmm. buying could it could, I don't know if it's still really cheap at this point, but you know, cause he has had two out of the last three games, but the playoff schedule is pretty nice. Atlanta, Tennessee, Houston, yeah. you know, could things just get better for him? And, and you know, you can, st- you can still get him at a, what I would consider a discount because I I wonder if like the person who has him isn't really believing in what they're seeing
1: yet. Agreed. I um what I just said about my Keith Brown, right? The 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 name is a discount this time. Like no one likes the name of the guy. Mm-hmm. Um I think you're right. And I would I was actually considered writing about him uh because I like the schedule. I like what he did last week. He went seven for seven. I don't think he does that. If you watch Brandon Ayuk, a lot of his catches you could almost see them become incompletes he's he's really raw he's a really raw player yes and that's always kind of the issue with him but he definitely makes my list of I would play you as a flex over many other players because Kyle Shanahan's a great coach um offensively at least you have a lot of weapons that distract people so therefore you might just get a touchdown because they're already guarding Kittle Debo Elijah Mitchell um and jimmy g is efficient so, so iuk is one of those guys I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets five catches like per game for the rest of this season but the yardage is going to be all over the place yeah but he has the athleticism to be relevant man like he, he he's a playmaker and that's that's his biggest issue he tries to make plays and that's what's been costing him the last few you know this whole season he's trying to make plays well, but that's in, good in thing the too. lack
0: of usage in the beginning, but that too. All right. But he,
1: his usage came down because he was doing dumb things like running sideways, you know, fumbling <laughs> balls, th- things that you would be like, "Come on, that's like that's bad football," you know, right? But for a fantasy perspective, like that's good for us. Yeah. So I don't think
0: there's a whole lot to talk about here with tight ends because obviously, I mean, you're not really trading any of these top dudes. But I'm gonna stop. At these top dudes and say, Kyle Pitts. Could name value alone get you a haul for Kyle Pitts? And I think it could, and I think it should. And I think you should trade him. San Francisco, Detroit, and Buffalo in the playoffs, they are some of the top defenses against tight ends. And I get it. Kyle Pitts is a different beast. Because you know receivers there, so he's getting a lot of targets, but he hasn't I mean outside of like what the very middle of the season so far, if you want to count, you know, the season as a whole, weeks five and seven in between that bye, hasn't really done anything. Yeah. Like I know everybody really wants Kyle Pitts to be a thing, but it's not working. So like is it time to just be like, Look, here, Kyle Pitts is on the trade block. Somebody give me Useful pieces for him. And I, I'm all in on that. What do you think?
1: I think if you're in a keeper league, you can. No, keeper the leagues, also, I think
0: there's no way. I'm yeah. not. Dynasties, keeper leagues, no. Well, I, I you know, Kyle Dynasties Pitts is, a guy. is
1: two different things. I would say in keeper, I would consider it for sure. In standard, I would definitely do it. Uh, if I was sorry, um, in any regular redraft league, I would definitely mm. trade him. He's just not the guy. You could mimic Kyle Pitts' numbers with the waiver wire.
0: Dustin,
1: and – Dawson Knox, prep Fire, fire Move, fucking Dan Arnold, right? You know, if Logan. Not that I'm
0: trading them. Pitts for any of those guys, but like yeah. I feel like you could get. Here's the thing: you could probably get a good receiver, a solid receiver, to to be a depth piece or a wide receiver three for your team, or a, you know a running back to fill into a flex for a Kyle Pitts because somebody's going to jump at this name, and then you can go out to the waivers. And pick up a Conklin, a f- maybe not Fryermuth with anymore, but Arnold's yeah. still out there in a lot of leagues. Uh, Komet, eh, I'm sort of hit or miss on him. Um, Gerald Everett, like you might be able to get Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett. Look, Logan Thomas is out there in a ton of leagues. He's supposed to be coming back. Um, there's just a ton of... of well, tight sucks. Tight yeah. end sucks, guys. Also, you know, even your top guys this this year really aren't doing what we thought they would do. Waller's not doing what we thought he would do. Kelsey sort of is. Andrew sort of is. Kittle has been hurt. I think Andrews he, has been great actually. He's been doing
1: better than I think people thought he was. Yeah, I mean,
0: well, the touchdowns the touchdowns <laughs> came on the first few weeks was awful for him. Yeah. But. Um, he finally started turning around and started scoring, uh, which which has helped. Um, but, I mean, that's that's the thing with any of these, these tight ends. are all – you know, Hawkinson had that zero game. You know, we'll see what he does tomorrow night but uh, or tomorrow. the I mean, the well day. this
1: past week. It wasn't the worst. Yeah. With a backup quarterback. With a backup
0: quarterback, yeah, of course. So, yeah, I mean, Hawkinson's safe because he's, he's volume crazy heavy. But, you know, the rest of these tight ends, like, I don't know. There's really nobody down here I'm trading for nobody to care about. I'm not trading with any of these guys go find replacement value on the waiver wire. But a pits is a guy who I think people would be like, Ooh, shiny toy. Let me go grab at it. You know, like that's yeah. the thing with, with that kind of thing. Um, you know, Waller could be an interesting, you know, like I know that it's hard to give up Waller, especially in a PPR. Cause he does see all the volume, but he's even sort to hit or miss did. too, man. Yeah. I feel like you um, can easily replace some of his value uh, if you like, if you get the right wide receiver or running back back for Waller, I would probably do that deal and go out and grab. One of the
1: writers I was talking with before during preseason was um Preston. You know, Preston's like my buddy, and he was really in the Waller train. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'd rather just take Andrews. Like four rounds later, like I don't want to grab Waller on my second round turn. I, I I don't want to do it. And this is and this kind of shows as to why Waller was a great value last season because he was a sixth seventh round guy, but at a second round, you're you're hoping he's Rob Gronkowski or Travis Kelsey-Light, and he uh, hasn't been.
0: The thing, the thing with Waller is you knew the volume was there, and with Andrews, right, because and, I was part of those conversations. I don't know exactly what you're yeah. talking about, all the best ball trades, all the best ball talks. The thing with Andrews, and it's still true, right, to some degree, he's very touchdown-dependent. Um, Now he has seen a lot more volume this year than I think anybody would have expected. Um, 13 targets, one game, 10 and 10 and even eight. Dude, He in for years, he was like a three or four catch guy, five catch at best for like 50 yards and a touchdown. And that's what was saving his days. You know, he'd have an occasional blow up game, but like, that's what Andrews was. This offense, Has changed. And of course, this was before all the running back injuries to Baltimore. So, like, you know, had we been having those conversations at, you know, on August 30th, I think they would have been different conversations. We were having these conversations for best ball on like August 1st when everybody was healthy. For me, it was a different offense. So, I get your point, but it's just one of those things that things
1: changed. Early second round picks for a tight end is a very scary thing. Um, and I think there's only a few names I think that have graced that, and uh, where we all go, yes, right, like Gronk, Tony Gonzalez, those kind of guys, like where they were. Even Kelsey at this point. And Kelsey, especially Kelsey, right, like Kelsey's where you we were master. like, yeah, that's a second round guy or above. I think Wallace should have been a third or fourth round.
0: This the, val- the value, mm-hmm. the value, uh, the value, the value draft. Value, yes, the drafting value you get for taking those guys. Look, I mean, everybody thought Waller was going to repeat what he did last year, and I, and I sort of agreed with it. You know, he, he was the he is the best receiver on that team, and so they pep- in week one, everybody was like, "Oh my god, nineteen targets, here we go!" <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> and then like never really, every, all the defense
1: were like, "Okay, we're going to stop him. Good luck. Have fun with all these other guys." Yeah, you know, um, and then Rugs did somewhat decent. Renfro has really stepped up. Like yeah. those two guys really stepped up, and I think that was one of the things I I, I did for our team previews. I was like. If Ed, you know, I said Edwards though, but if Edwards and ruggs step up, like, yeah. do we see all-time targets for Waller? And I, I think the answer is probably no, especially with Kenyon no. Drake. Like, it's do. starting
0: to come back though, man. 11 7 and eight the last
1: three weeks. I mean, because they're all gone, right? Like, yeah, that's ruggs true. gone. You know, Kenya Drake's not receiving his targets anymore. You know, um, Edwards is is just a guy that gets paid, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll figure but it yeah, out. I but yeah, I think you're right though. I think Kyle Pitts is the trade away grab yourself a Conklin and a friend or whatever you got to do. You, he's yeah. not worth it. He's not worth keeping. He's going to cost you a game. Absolutely. You, you, Absolutely. you could have bought somebody with him.
0: All right, man, let's, let's rip through these injuries real quick. We have run pretty long, but that's uh, a great conversation to have. You know, look, you got to win your league. You got to get the right matchups in the playoffs. It's really what it is all about. Uh, so, Starting off here with injuries, starting with the quarterbacks. We'll do Justin Fields. He is out with the rib injury, so look tomorrow to see some good old Andy Dalton out there on Turkey yeah, Day. I love me the red uh, rifle, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield is questionable. I mean, at this point, he's going to play, I guess. He'll just walk out walk out there with a crutch. Um, Jared Goff, questionable with an oblique. Planning to start, barring any setbacks? We'll, we'll know that one tomorrow as well and then aaron Rodgers, dude he's actually got a broken toe how is this dude playing it's unbelievable um you know everybody was calling a turf toe you know straight a broken toe he's playing that's nuts um but apparently he's gonna push through who, who knows we could see him sit this week and then you know maybe it you know they got the bye in, in 13 so maybe you know give him two weeks to heal but I mean the, the Packers need to win if they want that one seed. It feels yeah. like so maybe they maybe he just guts it out. Um, I don't know, Joe Flacco, and Mike White, both on the COVID IR, uh, not really relevant just because we know it's Zach Wilson. But uh, Big Ben yeah. questionable as always, but he'll probably play. Uh, running backs Cordero Patterson questionable with an ankle, limited practice on Wednesday um thoughts on him if he plays are you comfortable just throwing him back out there and and you know expecting him to do what he's been doing all year
1: because i well, obviously we ex- know
0: mike davis is not the not the answer oh, God. <laughs> or Goldman. i hated that man so much
1: he's the only davis i don't support it's Mike Davis. <laughs> um no i i root for all the davises even uh gabe davis davis bill all those guys mike davis why didn't you
0: talk me out of taking so much mike davis in best ball do you I know how I much did. of him I have? I didn't
1: work. I hate him. I hate him. But um Cornel Patterson, I think he started him. I think he's fine. He was he was already a game 10 decision last game. So if he was yeah. in the boat of hey, he might be able to play last week, I think you're fine this week. Patterson's I a trooper. He knows how he, he's a big guy too. Um huge, huge receiver, actually. But like weight size. up. so he, I think you're good to go. I would play him. I would be confident in starting him.
0: Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, Kareem Hunt, as I mentioned before, is expected to play in Sunday's game against the Ravens. You know, maybe they slow playing back in, but, um, you know, he's probably flux play at, at worst. Aaron Jones, questionable with a knee injury, uh, limited practice on Wednesday. Probably more than I thought he would get, honestly, but... Um, uh... I think he misses. I, yeah, I kind of get that feeling he misses too, but I mean, just keep an eye on it. If, if he's healthy, I think, you know, you got to plug him in, especially running back is terrible right now, unfortunately. Uh, James Robb been questionable as always, but probably going to play. Uh, Damian Harris, neck, limited practice on Wednesday, probably going to play. And Mark Ingram, this affects tomorrow, unfortunately. Um, he's dealing with a knee injury. We already know Alma Kamara has been ruled out. So obviously if Ingram goes, automatic plug and play. If he doesn't go, I don't know what to do. We, yeah, truly, Tony Jones is not located. Tony Jones, like he I don't know. Not man. It's bad. I'm not I'm not I'm not dealing with that, but um I think it's more Mark Ingram like the tough part, right, is is DFS, right? And we'll get into this with with that. And, you know, I was trying to build some I was talking to Dave Eddie, uh, before the show and we were trying to like figure out, you know, w- what possible, you know, lineups could we throw out there? Uh, that would be good. And, you know, Mark Ingram sort of was, was in the mix of just conversations with us and it was like, well, what do you do with Ingram? Like, wh- where do you, where do you go? Like if he doesn't, if he doesn't play, he's the eight o'clock game. So you don't have the Detroit game to, to flip to, you don't have the you know the Detroit the Bears you don't have the Dallas you, you don't you don't have any the only the only players you can late swap to at that point right or other Saints players or Bills players. You don't have a lot of options, so it's tough to rely on Ingram and DFS, and, and so that's that's where like I think it really comes into play more so than than uh, than season long because obviously if Ingram isn't there in your season long leagues. You just put him on a bench. sub, sub the next guy. Whoever you got is who you got. Um, it just This is how it rolls. Um, Saquon Barkley, ankle, limited practice, probably going to play. Um, Michael Carter is obviously out. Jordan Howard, questionable with a knee. I, th- I think he's pretty much already rolled out. Like I, I think they've already pretty much said he's not going to play this week. Um, Elijah Mitchell, questionable with a finger. Limited practice on Wednesday. I'm, I'm really hoping he plays. Uh, yeah. Rashad I Penny.
1: Did. What? I think he will. He was. I think he was uh, a kind of a game time decision too. I, I think. also
0: have no idea how you break a finger and then two weeks later play football, professional football nonetheless, where you're running back and you have to hold the ball.
1: That's the Marcus Murray. It's I have like broken no,
0: no idea how that works, um, but you know these guys are freaks and freaks of nature in a good way. Um, so more power to him I would not be able to do it uh Rashad Penny questionable with a hamstring Chris Carson obviously we know is out with that neck injury on the IR done for the season Deonta Foreman questionable with a tricep injury limited practice on Wednesday uh Jeremy McNichols is questionable with a concussion um dude, that that Titans <laughs> that that Titans uh running game has been super confusing they let AP go too um hilliard is is in the mix i don't know what to think of it just run away from it guys pretty much all i gotta say um i'll do the rest of these and and ask you for whatever you know usually aj steps in but all good um marquise brown questionable with a thigh limited practice thursday or wednesday sorry um hopefully he can he can gut it out and play because he i mean he's a difference maker out there uh jarvis landry Got the knee injury, didn't practice Wednesday, but they're saying he's just gonna gut through it and, and play through it, which
1: I I Travis don't a trooper. He's played I, of all sorts of things. He's yeah, only missed, I, I think, one game his entire career. No, he missed more than that this year. No, no, but I mean, like, oh yeah, I mean this season wise. I think he missed his first game this career. That's gotcha. right. Bad worded. He missed his first game this season I got gotcha. career. Um Donovan Peoples though.
0: Jones, questionable with a groin injury. And again, you don't really want anything to do with this with this Cleveland passing yeah. offense anyway. Uh Alan Robinson is doubtful with a hamstring injury. We'll know that one tomorrow morning. CeeDee Lamb questionable play. with a concussion. We'll know that one tomorrow as well. Um
1: uh concussion and arm actually heard his arm also.
0: Oh, I didn't know about that one. I just knew about the concussion. Um I mean I think the well, arm of course, we, of course we know Amari is out. Here's the thing. What what's your thoughts on Dak without Lamb and Cooper? And and I say this because, uh, where in here, here we go. Uh, Michael Tomlin writer for fantasy six back wrote a stat to us today. He said, Dax last 11 games without Amari Cooper, 204 yards per game, nine touchdowns, six interceptions and 59% completion percentage. I mean, not terrible. But not what you would hope from Dak, right? I mean, 200 yards—that's not good. Um, Cowboys are five and six straight up, averaging only 17 points a game in those 11. Now, granted, a lot of those were without Lamb. So, if Lamb plays, maybe it's slightly different. But if they're both out, what do you? What's your thoughts on using Dak this week in say DFS? Him. I'd bench him. Yeah. i you bench him in
1: redraft too? I'd bench him in everything. Um, yeah, Michael I mean, Godfrey I think obviously it
0: depends up. on your options. Like, if you're switching to Zach Wilson, no, maybe not. No, but but uh, you know, I would
1: I would play Tyler Heineke over that at this point. You know,
0: yeah, I could go for that. You know, it's who's Washington playing this week?
1: Um, oh. I don't think it, unless it's someone elite, I don't think it matters. <laughs> um, I mean, like, because because the problem with Dak is that he 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 is he's good. Oh, I don't think he's elite. He doesn't have the. He wasn't throwing as much. I think it's the season. Seahawks Monday
0: night. <laughs> yeah, that Michael could be a good okay. matchup.
1: So go. he wasn't throwing that much. You know, Michael Gallup is rusty. So I, I won't say he doesn't look good, but he didn't look good this past week. Yeah, um, and it, it, he was getting targeted a ton, and he was just letting it go. So yeah, I did I see can't that. Start Dak at all,
0: I did see that. Um. Yeah, and I agree with you. I'm kind of off Dak for sure if if both are out. If Lamb's in there.
1: If Lamb's in there, a Then it's a it
0: then it's totally different story. Um, Devontae Adams, questionable. Limited practice today. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, questionable with a toe injury. Limited practice on Wednesday. Uh, Jamal Agnew, unfortunately, landed on the IR. Hip injury will miss the rest of the season. Um, Sterling Shepard is questionable with the quad. Did not practice today. Kadarius. Tony questionable with was a quad in our practice today. <laughs> Seems like a recurring theme with the Giants. We happened not Who the trainers, know? though?
1: They need to replace those guys. Those guys are always hurt, man.
0: Yes. Uh, do you see that meme going around where they, like, they joked that that one, like, old dude was, like, still the trainer? Um, dude was, like, 73 years old. I forget who it was. It's, like, totally crazy. Um, But he, like, legit was a trainer, like, uh, probably six, seven years ago. Yeah. Um, Corey Davis, questionable with a groin, didn't practice today. Chris Godwin, questionable with a foot, limited practice today. Mike Evans, questionable with back tightness, didn't practice today. So keep an eye out for him. Antonio Brown, ankle, didn't practice today. Again, as I mentioned earlier, sounds like they're expecting him back next week. Not this week. Uh, AJ Brown, questionable with a chest injury, did not practice Wednesday. Obviously, he came out during the game this past week, so uh, if he doesn't even, play...
1: Even if he plays, I'm not starting him. I, don't I mean, he's moving
0: down my rankings, but there's there's still only so many players I'm starting over him, uh, you know, that I would put over top against, of him. He's,
1: against the Patriots. He's definitely in, he's definitely guy, in
0: I, the wide receiver 2 range, but I mean, like, come on. Would no. you legitimately start like Brandon Ayuk over AJ Brown? I wouldn't. I would. I I would, would I would, dude, I that is ballsy, dude. I don't know how that. Because
1: A.J. Brown has had a very up-and-down season. There isn't the run game to rely on anymore to put her play actions. Bill Belichick will make people vanish. He's made a lot of great receivers vanish over the last
0: Yeah, and, and New England's defense has been Yeah, and, that, and that's what it comes down to. It's, good, man. I'm
1: scared of Bill Belichick, but he's done it. He's done it to better players. Yeah,
0: that's true. Uh, quickly here, Hunter Henry... Question ball with the neck. Limited practice today. Adam Trotman on the IR. Look uh, for what we're looking at. Uh, what's the – Juwan James. Juwan, yeah, Juwan Johnson. Oh, yeah. Not yeah, James, Johnson. But, Johnson. Sorry. So offense, yeah. I forgot the name. You gave me half of it. That's cool. We figured it out. Teamwork. Uh, Eric Ebron, <laughs> doubtful with a knee. Didn't practice today. Not anyways. Um, <laughs> I think – yeah, I think he's done, isn't he? Um, Logan yeah, Thomas, man. IR uh doesn't need to return. Sounds like he's probably going to play. So again, easy pick up for me, Ricky seals Jones if for some reason uh Logan Thomas isn't there, but he's questionable with a hip as, uh, um, himself. So, uh finish up here with our DFS picks for the week. Um honestly, it it's it's a tough it is definitely a tough Sunday slate of games. I'll be I'll be honest with you. I was I'm having a lot of trouble putting a good uh, stack of players together uh, here, but I will try my best for you. Um, and obviously, Davis, you can you can chime in. But for 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 tomorrow, though, so I'm I'm gonna throw out tomorrow as well because we got a three game slate tomorrow, which a lot of people want to get some action in. My Thursday mm-hmm. stacks, I love some Dalton and Mooney. Yes, Um, (laughs) just because and, you know, we've we've been talking about it on on the on the Slack channel here. I mean, it's a cheaper one. It is the Lions. Look, we don't like Dak because of the the injuries. Josh Allen has been struggling, does get the Saints who can, you know, not always, but they can play. You know, they, they have had some games where they've shut down some teams time and time again. And the Bills have been struggling. Uh, I mean, who else, right? So we're looking at Jared Jared Goff. No, please no. (laughs) No, we're not looking at Jared Goff. Uh, I mean, it's 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 not it's not a great quarterback slate, honestly. I mean, you know, I I guess Trevor Simeon could be interesting, but you really want to go Trevor Simeon against the Bills? I don't. I don't care how bad the Bills has got smashed against the Colts. It wasn't the passing game. Yeah, it wasn't the passing game. (laughs) So um, no, no, thank you there. Uh, So i like some cheap dalton pair him up with some mooney and and you know you're paid down he you might be a little different uh i i do
1: like i do like that um that a lot What do you, what's your thoughts there i'm 100 percent behind on that um mooney's a playmaker man he's great he gets the ball and he will he can or cannot take it to the house It's it's really good i like watching him so i think that is the best combo for a thursday night game for value um, yeah, you could get really cute, and this is where it gets really weird. Is if if Al Robinson sets out, you could go Barkis goodwood and I think that's really weird. But if you're talking about let's go Contrarian, you never know. He did well last week too for his one catch. Um, <laughs> for so, his one but, catch, but I mean, so Dalton's so, so no, defense. we're not going to do that. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. I know what you're I just mean, saying, yeah. Um, so, I've seen weirder things win lineups before, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the only other way I would go is, like, if you want to pair, like, Carr with Waller because I think Waller is the easy tight end play and yeah, yeah. you could do Carr, but that entire Raiders offense has looked pretty poor. I mean, Carr's just trying to throw it every down now, it seems like, so. Um, Eh, I don't like that one as much, but... Yeah uh the rest of my stack slash smash plays that i've got listed down uh for the sundays slate of games is you know obviously you're, you're you're looking at this brady slash evans or godwin like pick one of those guys go for it they're all expensive but they're worth it it's it's the easy it's the easy go to here um you know they're, what about brady they're, Gronk? Up, they're up there at 7,000. 7, 7, yeah i mean yeah Gron- and honestly i, I um, forgot to click over the tight end slot here, but yeah, I mean forty four hundred for Gronk is almost like a value. Um, yeah, that's kind of cheap. Thing,
1: I think too. Hmm? He had the most targets on. I think he had the most targets on his team. He had the,
0: I believe most he receptions. had the most receptions as well. Most receptions. Um, he had both, so yeah, it was. uh But yeah, I mean, regard like any any of those three, like honestly, you could probably pair Brady Evans and Gronk, G- Brady Godwin and Gronk, and like you might be fine there. Um yeah. that's a that's a good enough play because again, you got to remember the slate on Sunday has been shortened because we have 3 games on Thursday. So there's less options right now. Uh and that's why it's been harder to find some of these these other, you know, these these good plays, these good value plays, these fades that I'm just sort of like you can only fade so many players before you're like, well, there's nobody left. <laughs> so it's, this is a much smaller list today. Uh, my other stack is Stafford and cup. And really it's just more that not because Stafford has been great. Cause he hasn't been the last couple of games. It's more that Cooper cup has been still awesome regardless. And so you just hope that Stafford will figure this crap out after a bye week. And um, you know, they'll, just get back on get back on track. You know, OBJ can, can be okay at least. Obviously, I don't think anybody expects him to be Robert Woods. I think that was just a different dynamic. Obviously, they had the whole offseason to work with Robert Woods, and that made a big difference. You know, Darren Henderson can hopefully get back on track here. This whole offense will, will figure it out. You know, against Green Bay, who's been a pretty good defense, but I kind of see this game turning into what we saw Green Bay-Minnesota being, where it just ended up being a shootout. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would bet money that it, that it would be honestly, unless we see weather. We're getting in Green Bay at this time of the year, you can get some crazy stuff. So we don't know. Um, just some solo stat smash plays is what I call them. I like a a naked Jalen Hurts. I don't like him with anybody, even Devonta Smith. I just don't really care. No, no. Um, thank you it just doesn't really matter enough. Like he doesn't see enough volume because there isn't enough volume there. I mean, I think I told it up. The f- Eagles ran 50 times last week or something crazy like that. It was nuts. I want to say um, per
1: game Smith sees six or less targets a game and they're not like particularly good. They're not always good
0: targets. I mean, yeah. like he's, 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 he's good. basically got to catch a touchdown um, and he's, High enough priced at 6,400 that I'm like, nah, I'm I want guys lower than him. Like I want Brandon Cooks at 5,800 against the Jets, right? Oh, yeah. Easily, you know, other than Devonta Smith. So like, I'm not there. And um, you know, obviously everybody wants to chase Jonathan Taylor after what he did last week, but <laughs> I'm actually way more on Christian McCaffrey this week. Um, going against Miami, uh, he's granted only a hundred cheaper, but he's cheaper. Right? uh and i know we're all sort of still worried about cam doing cam things and taking the carries away and he is uh he's gonna take those goal line carries away but look Christian McCaffrey is still gonna see you know eight targets in the passing game catch seven you know just crazy things like that and on dK PPR that's that's money in the bank man
1: so I mean, he could he could also just catch a touchdown you know like like he's he just, did last so, week <laughs> that's, he's that's just that he, good he's yes. the most reliable pass capture option on the team.
0: Do you have any any other stacks or smash you know like smash uh, plays like even if they're high priced guys like just block it in?
1: So, random stack. I would consider um, Tyrod Taylor, Brandon Cooks, right? They're yeah. so going to the Jets. I don't hate it. Tyrod Taylor is like a full on competitor. So like you know he's gonna go out there and perform. What, whether he performs with Cooks or not, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, baby. Exactly. He goes out there. He ran three touchdowns last week. I I gave him another shows like just. Why don't you just pay five grand for Tyrod? He's fifty one hundred this week. It doesn't get any cheaper than that at QB. So, run. You can even run Tyron if you don't want. to No, run and, and,
0: and and I like that because they are playing the Jets, and so you know we we know you know he could he can he can do some damage against them, especially with his legs. Um, he's playing yeah. for a job. That's what he's doing. He's playing, he's for, a playing job. for any job anywhere. Yeah. Like so, it may not it may not be with Houston next year. He'll figure something out. This is what he does. Um, receiver wise, you know, Smash Blaze, obviously, you know, you're looking at Adams, you're looking at all the, the usual suspects. So there wasn't really much to talk about here. Um, I guess going Pittman into
1: the. Would be kind of interesting against Tampa, you know, the kind of weak secondary at times. Um, Michael Who? Pittman, maybe. Michael Pittman. Yeah. He's kind of cheap, maybe. He's yeah, he actually
0: to... is sort of cheap at 56. Um, so... He said, uh, yeah. He had a down game last week but his price never really seemed to catch up yeah. to what so, he was doing. Like he started out so he, low. DJ never like never really muffled. boosted him up there that high. Um that's about it for me. But speaking of, you know, some fades here, I was going to get into like the receivers. So my fade <laughs> tomorrow and call me crazy, I don't want anything to do with Diggs. Um he's going to get a lot of more treatment. And, yeah, I mean, you can yeah, – I mean, Lattimore hasn't been what Lattimore has been in the past, but he's still good. I mean, Diggs is going to be the focal point of that passing game. I'm just not sure on a slate like tomorrow I want to pay for the highest price receiver when I'm not sure it's going to matter. Um, You know, he – what did he do last week? Four for 40 and two touchdowns? I mean, two touchdowns was awesome, but four for 40? come on it's not good it's, I, it's not, not good. good i mean look you know, Diggs this, this is good but he's not worth the price tag that he has this week in my opinion um he's he's the safe chalky guy in my opinion so if you're playing cash maybe you do that but in gpp's i think i'm going elsewhere cuz i think you're going to see a lot of a lot of people roster him uh my fade my fade receiver is honestly Jamar chase. And as we were just talking about Jamar chase, I think we're both kind of off of him going forward. Um, um and he's still 7,300. I know it's Pittsburgh, but yeah, I don't know, man.
1: Pittsburgh, it could be a, it could be a get right game for Joe Burrow. I don't know, man. I don't, I just, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not still just
0: right, at 7,300 and on, on, on yeah. DFS I'm looking elsewhere, you know, I'll I, go, yeah. I'll go $800 cheaper. $700 cheaper and pay for, you know, Deontay Johnson Definitely you know, on Deontay. the other side, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, back to running backs, my fade is Elijah Moore. And I know we both like him overall, um, but, or, sorry, that's another receiver. <laughs> Wrong Elijah. Uh, I would fade Mike Williams, Moore.
1: I think. Um, he's not yes, too yes, but he got his best game off of a broken play. Like oh, of best. course. You he know what's did. funny?
0: I I tweeted out after the very first drive when he went like he he went four for forty, caught four of his four targets for forty yards on that first drive, just happened to not catch a touchdown. And I was like, where has this user been for the last four weeks? And somebody writes back about five minutes later and says, don't jinx it. And I didn't see the tweet until like into the third quarter. I went, I'm sorry, I think I did because he didn't see yeah. another target until that deep pass that you know busted coverage yeah Yeah. i'm off uh, i'm off mike williams i don't want anything to do with him i did mean to say one other receiver sorry is elijah moore and again it's the zach wilson effect and we talked about this earlier i just 5600 still decent value and it is houston so maybe it works out for you but i kind of just want to wait and see if he can actually perform with zach wilson on the on the field because yeah, there's still guys under him that I would I would take. I would take a Brandon Ayuk. I would take, uh, I would take a Kadarius Tony if he's healthy. Type of thing. Like I don't know. There's just a lot of guys below him that I'm like, you know, let's take some chances there and see what happens. Running backs. It's hard to fade the running backs at this point. Like, there's just, there's just not a lot. lot a lot of healthy productive guys out there i mean if you're looking at matchups i guess lenny
1: fournette i I would i would i would fade barkley like straight out barkley yeah
0: 6300 i guess you know he still has not performed. it's that name value is carrying
1: that one barkley harris i would i would fade um yeah it's it's tough man like i don't think you can play those guys like confidently um
0: but I mean, like you're you're paying oh, yeah. up. You're paying up for as many as many of these high price running backs, and just hoping you get the right one. Like yeah. I wouldn't fault you for starting any of the top six running backs on this list and be like, they're yeah. all good.
1: I, 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 I think you have no problems have to. with it. Whichever
0: one fits into your lineup, plug them in. Is what I gotta say. Yeah. Um, my QB to fade is Tannehill, 100 Tannehill, 6100, like the eighth highest price quarterback on the slate going against new England and Tannehill has been bad guys. He's been bad the last three weeks. Um, so no, no thank you on that one. Uh, let's finish up here real quick cause we are running a little long. So my, th- my Thursday value is, is a uh, Pollard. Um, Zeke is banged up with that knee injury. As we mentioned, I think Pollard could literally out carry him out, touch him outperform him. Um, he kind of did this past week. They just gave the ball to Zeke more, And so, you know, maybe they do again, but they probably shouldn't. Uh,
1: Ty Johnson. Was I here? like Pollard, but I don't like what I see from Pollard when he's the the one. Right? He was the one for a few drives. But I don't think he's
0: going to be the one. I think he's just going to yeah. end up outperforming him. And at 5,600, that's, that's pretty good, good for tomorrow. Uh, for Sunday, Ty Johnson, yeah. Tevin Coleman, really the only – running back values at this point. There's just nobody down there at this, at this point that you can trust. You don't know which one you can trust out of this list. Honestly, I kind of look at Ty Johnson a little bit more just because especially on DK, you get, you know, you get the passing work. Um, Coleman could end up being the guy who gets more of the rushing work. It looks like, but Johnson at least gets a lot of the pass, you know, the pass catching work. Like he had been when, when Carter was there. Um, So, That's kind of where I lean there, 4,300 or 4,000. I think maybe build a couple different lineups and just swap whichever one out and just see which one works. Um,
1: The only other play I think that is in this zone, and that's just only because you're kind of writing this random hot hand, is maybe Ronald Jones. Right, He did get a touchdown and a little bit more touches this past week. If you want to go contrarian for 4,800, I don't think it's the worst play.
0: Yeah, that's that's super hard to trust him, man. Like Ro- so Rojo's been down. dead for so long; yeah. it feels like um, that's like trying to trust Gio Bernard catching a pass for the touchdown, which just doesn't I mean, work anymore.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he had eight attempts last he week. He did,
0: he did. So. I was surprised to see him on the field a little bit more. So uh, it's yeah, the it's uh, definitely I, the
1: worst, but you know, what, what do you think about
0: it's this like, one? And I and I just thought about it because we saw Philip Lindsay get released. What do you think about David Johnson? It's like a super cheap play against the Jets.
1: 4,500. Yeah, I think Burkhead, though, was doing he better. Was better. He was better. He was better, come Burkhead to think of it. He's, had, 40, like, he's yeah. 42. Yeah, I, I think I would go Burkhead.
0: I yeah, think. that's not a bad one. I just thought about that one myself. Because uh, he had then,
1: 18 attempts. He also yeah. can't pass catch. I just didn't give it to him. But, you know, like, he would be my guy, I guess, if I had to, like, pick a Texas player.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't hate it. Uh, and then... Daryl Henderson's kind of not, not a real super value, but like the fact that he's 5,800 kind of shocked me. Um, more like he's under AJ Dillon, he's he's under you know Damian Harris still. Like, what yeah. wasn't Daryl Henderson like a top 10 guy there for a while? Like, I know he's had two bad weeks, but. I mean the entire Rams offense had a bad couple of weeks, so like I think this is a get right game for them easily, and I think they're going to come out firing. Like McVay is going to have a game plan to get these guys back on track, and I just feel like fifty eight hundred is a steal for someone
1: like Darrell Henderson. He's probably going to be in a lot of my lineups if I if I play. What do you about Elijah Mitchell at fifty four? If he plays, if,
0: if he plays, yes. I don't know. It's it's so hard, man. It's hard to trust a guy coming off the injury like that. Um and now that Kittle is back, you know, he gets he does see a lot of that work, you know, or not a lot of that work, he does see, you know, he does make the offense different. Um so there's more passing attempts. IUP's coming around, so there's just more passing going on right now. I don't hate it at 5400 you know it's definitely in play against minnesota i just worry with that finger i mean like he gets it bent back wrong like there's you know in a scrum like they're just gonna bend it back on him or something like that like, that's, <laughs> they just that's it. totally that's Twist. that's tough man um but no i think <clears throat> i think that's it for me man unless you got a <laughs> couple more to add i think uh,
1: i think we can close it out no i'm good to go um you know I think you hit it all on the guys that people are targeting or think about targeting at that point. You're just getting gross with like miles. C- miles Sanders is probably the other only one I could think of.
0: Yeah. That's because Jordan Howard out. might miss. That is a good one. I missed that one on the list. Now that you just yeah. said that, that's, but that's but really, again, like like it. even, gross. even with 16 rushing attempts last week, he saw eight and a half points. Yeah. And he fumbled it. He fumbled
1: a ball. So, it's gonna be...
0: yeah. Um, yeah. So, Anyway, all right, man. Well, Davis, I want to let you, uh, you know, before you bounce here, let everybody know where they can find your stuff. And, and I want to thank you again for coming on and uh, and filling in for AJ last second here.
1: Uh, You guys can find me on Fantasy Six Pack. Writing my trade articles till I want to say, the next week to last one. Yeah, I probably next FF week. On Twitter. And then I also do shows on Friday with the Run Boys. Um, and that's generally all I do for a <laughs> he was actually out. bragging about the Darius Slayton jersey. Uh, ah, him. I see, yeah, that,
0: man. Yeah, we gave that away at the expo.
1: Yeah, he Hopefully was bragging we'll have about some more to it. give away this year. Out. So props to him on that. And, you know, <laughs> he never forgets. He's not even, he's not even a Giants fan. He loves it. He's just like, Oh, oh it was treasure. something
0: about, like, he he interviewed him or something like that. Yes, he did. So he was all, like, stoked to have a jersey from a guy that he interviewed. It's the signed jersey as as, you know, as well. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, we, like – it was supposed to actually go to somebody else. Somebody else won at the expo, and then like, they never showed up. The dude never showed up, so we pulled the next name, and it was like, oh, Robbie, and like we saw him walk down the hall. We were like, we like ran after him. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was a good time, man. Uh, I'm hoping I can get back here, get back to the expo the next year. Uh, hey, it's already uh, being sold. I know. I'm. I'm. I gotta. I gotta jump on that soon. Anyway, man, uh, good show tonight. Uh, Good luck to everybody on week 12, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And again, man, we are thankful for everybody who watches um, and and follows the show and reads the site. So, again, hit that subscribe button, what everything's saying down there, and good night, everyone. Peace.